it's Vanessa Reyes here, and I'm inviting you on a journey of what it's like to co-create your business with God and drop the hustle mentality. Listen, I believe that in every season of business, you must up-level your faith and let go of the drama in your mind that's keeping you from using your God-given voice to build influence and become the businesswoman God designed you to be. Here, you'll feel like you're at church mixed with business school and your teacher, well, she's your best friend. This is the Less Hustle, More Faith podcast. Pull up a chair. Things are about to get very interesting. Today, I'm going to share with you what it's been like the entire experience of moving into a tiny Manhattan apartment and how this has really helped me on a personal level and transformed the way that I think about my business. All right, let's jump right in. Okay, so in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about the different things that have changed my life here in the city. And the first place that we've got to start is this apartment size. (laughs) The other day I was sitting on my couch and I was thinking like, how big is this apartment really? Because I remember in my early twenties living in an apartment that was about 450 square feet. And I feel that that apartment is bigger (laughs) than this apartment. And I want to tell you like what happened and how that went down. Like how did I end up in a tiny freaking apartment? Well, um, if you were not following me on Instagram, then you may not know that we struggled finding an apartment when we sold our house. And we um, came to New York to try to find an apartment. It didn't go through the way we had imagined that it would. And then we ended up back in Dallas. So now at this point, we're trying to do everything over the phone. And the landlords here, um, a part of me feels like they're just playing games. And a part of me feels like they um, are the way that they are because of the high demand that they have here. And there's just not that many options. Like when you're looking for an apartment in Dallas, you get to like set up tours with different places. And then you actually get an option to choose like which apartment you want. Whereas here, it's like first come first serve apartments come and go so quickly, you have to be on it. But then on top of that, the landlords are not or sometimes the agents are just not responsive. So things were so difficult. I'm going to admit that we were kind of like in this desperate place, but we were believing and having faith that God was going to place us exactly um, in the place that he had for us. So here, here's what happened. I found an apartment and I saw online... <laughs> online it said that this apartment was a thousand square feet I don't know why I just took that and believed it but apparently this is a normal thing where they you know really bend the truth so when I talked to the agent he told me that he was going to do a video tour which is a normal thing and but that for me to expect that there would be some glitching in the video tour So why didn't I just ask them to send me a video? No, I set up a call to do like a WhatsApp chat to try to get the video tour live. And maybe this was part of their 
big scheme of things but he told me like this is how i'm going to show you the apartment so he gets here to show me the video tour and it's you can't see anything so i had no idea really what we were walking into we signed the contract jacob signed the contract without ever seeing the apartment other than what we saw on zillow or street easy and so we get here. Okay, so before we get here, Jacob and I mean, Judah and I flew to New York, and Jacob and Ian came on a U haul with our dog, Brooklyn. And Judah and I, you know, we were excited. I was excited. I'm coming to this dream location, and Judah had never flown before. We haven't really, we're a family that really hasn't done much. Like, we haven't traveled much, and um, a lot of the things that we were experiencing were brand new, especially for the kids. And so we come here and wow, you know, the space is small. We walk up the four flights, which I knew we were on the fourth floor, but I didn't realize like what that was going to feel like. <laughs> and I could not even catch my breath when I got to the top floor. I unlocked the door and I opened the door and I was mind blown. I could not believe how tiny our living room, kitchen absolutely no dining space whatsoever was staring back at me. I couldn't believe how small it was. When I say it's small, I mean, to compare it, it was smaller than my master bedroom in my house in Dallas, but it was like way smaller. It's way smaller than that. So it only fits a sofa, um, your TV, we have like a little kitchen island with a little wheel so that we can move it around just so it could be functional and that's it we have no dining table we have no coffee table like it's small now the one thing I can say is that it is a three-bedroom apartment so each of us have our own room which is great um but it's small now, what's so funny is that when we got here, Jacob was on, you know, coming in a U-Haul and he had been driving for two days. He was exhausted. <laughs> and when I saw the apartment, I was so shocked. I took a video of it and I said to him, I should have waited till he went at least got to like a stopping point. But here I am sending him the video and I'm calling him and I'm like, it's so small. Like, I want to cry. Like, I'm so scared. Like, what did we do? How did, you know, like, are we doing the right thing? Of course, I started to doubt. I started to fear, right? And then here's the part that I didn't share at all on Instagram. And now I'm ready to share a little bit of it because it's it's so important that you understand that, of course, people are going to post the highlight reel on Instagram. And so the truth behind everything is the apartment size itself wasn't even a big deal. Like I was able to adjust so quickly. I mean, I'm telling you, for seven years, Jacob and I wanted to move to Manhattan. So do you honestly believe that it's going to be that big of a deal for me to move into a small apartment in my dream location? No. I mean, if you know me, you know this is not a big deal for me. But what was a big deal is that we were struggling in our family dynamic before we moved here. There were like unresolved issues. Um, my communication with my teenage son um, was we've struggled. And those people who know me very well 
know that I'm extremely, not extremely, I'm very insecure with motherhood. Um, this kind, this kind of goes back to like my childhood and um, me not just really knowing how to be a good mom or me feeling like I'm not a good mom. And I know that there are a lot of women out here that probably struggle with this and won't admit it. But not too long ago, I think in mother on Mother's Day, I posted a story on my Instagram stories about this. And some brave women responded to me and told me that they feel the same way. So this is an insecurity that I have. And when you're moving into a new location, you are transitioning in trying to help your kids wrap their mind around this new life and you have this insecurity and you have some unresolved issues and you're moving into a small space, it's like you're forced to really take a look at what's going on, right? Because when you're in a small space, everything's magnified. <laughs> I feel like my shoes grew, uh, grew like three inches because when they are entering the small closet, <laughs> when they enter the small closet, it's known that they barely fit, right? Oh my gosh, this is so funny. We could crack on this all day. If you could see my kitchen, you would die i know if you're from dallas you would definitely be like girl how are you doing it but yes so these issues were magnified and i knew in my heart we needed therapy so when we got here it was chaotic there was constant you know back and forth my son was like i don't want to live here i want to move back to dallas i have no friends and we had no friends we had no idea like what to even say Right, because we've both my husband and I've always lived in Dallas our whole life, and everything was new for us as well. So it was a very hard transition um, for my family. So what we did is we did get into therapy. We did um, face those issues, and we worked through them. Thank God that he was in every bit of it because God God always knows what you're about to step into. And I know in my heart, like and I don't think I've shared this before, but like I've known in my heart that moving to Manhattan wasn't just like this fairy tale dream for me. I've been called to the city and and now that I'm here, I'm starting to see it more and more of like why I've always had it in my heart since I was in high school to move here. And you're going to hear more of that throughout these episodes. But for now, I just want you to know that even though something looks like a dream and then you um, actually walk into that dream and then it's really chaotic and you're like, what? what is going on here? Like this has been my dream and now it's come true, but yet it doesn't feel good. That's part of it. Like I don't want you, the enemy to mistake the situation here. Like... I know the enemy whispered in my ear a few times, like, you shouldn't have done this. Or like, um, you know, there was there was these moments of doubt that I felt like maybe I shouldn't have moved here. Maybe I shouldn't have pulled my kids out of their normal life to go into a new city. Maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. Maybe um, I'm being selfish, 
right? That was one of the biggest things that I felt guilty for wanting to have this life that I've always wanted. And then a part of me felt like I was dragging my kids through the mud for me to have this thing that I wanted. And so I had to work through these things. And I think that um, that's even the same for like business. Like a lot of women start a business and then they feel like I'm following this dream, but I feel guilty because now my kids, um, you know, might have to make changes or because mommy has to stay up, you know, making phone calls at night or you're studying or you're, you're having to go to a network event. And so the guilt starts to rise. And I just want you to know that what I've learned about moving into a tiny apartment, the apartment size itself is what I want to share with you right now. But this episode's going to get interesting because I'm actually going to share lots of different pieces of moving to the city and how I've been able to like work through those things. And then also like how this has helped me in my business. So right now we're talking about the apartment size and what it's taught me is the closeness of my family and how that is the most important thing, but also because of the fact that we downsized. So we're, we're talking about, I used to live in maybe like a 2,200 square foot home. And then now we're moving into this apartment that's maybe roughly 500 square feet, give or take. And so I had to trim the fat. I had to downsize. And then when we got here, we had to downsize again. And then we had to get creative. Like one of the things that Jacob and I had to do was figure out where can we leverage more storage space? Where can I freaking put my clothes? Like clothes that I'm actually wanting to wear, not like summer clothes or winter clothes that I'm going to put away. But no, like I don't even, I have, I can't even get access to the clothes that I'm trying to wear this week. <laughs> so two things that we did. The first thing that we did was elevate our sofa by buying these sofa leg boosters to, you know, elevate the sofa high enough so that we can use underneath the sofa as storage. Talk about creative. Then we did the same thing for our bed. Instead of getting rid of our bed, like, you know, I thought about doing, I decided to just buy those little boosters and we elevated the bed. And now I use underneath the bed as drawers for my clothes. So that's like the main thing. And then, of course, we got creative in how we were using the space. Um, like every little inch of the space is what I'm trying to say. So we got it creative. We trimmed the fat. And this is what I want to talk about when it comes to your business. Sometimes you got to look at your business and you've got to trim the fat, right? What are the things I shouldn't be working on? What are the things that I'm working on as a result of me not feeling confident in what I'm doing? And so here I am adding more things to my plate to make me feel like I'm actually doing work. When reality, I'm avoiding the work that I know I need to be doing. Okay, preach. This is what I'm talking about. Also niching down. I know I talk a lot about this on Instagram, but niching down is more than just figuring out who your ideal client is. That's part of it, but really the way I like to look at niching down is finding tune that voice that's inside of you, activating what's inside of you that God is trying to use. So for me, it's 
I'm gifted in helping women find a message. Then using that message to create an impact, make a difference, but then also create a demand for their services so that when it comes to selling their services, it's not like you're trying to convince people to buy from you, but more of an invitation to partner up with you. And I feel very gifted in this place, but then, you know, there's a lot of sales coaches that help with messaging. So how do I separate myself from that? Well, when I niche down, I realize that there is this little gift that I have that other sales coaches don't have. And that is helping women recognize the leadership that's already inside of them. And so when you're looking at your business and when you're looking at niching down in your space, you really need to be self-aware of your gifts, self-aware of your past experiences and how that could help you in your business. So really understanding that there's more, like you're multifaceted or is that a word? Did I say that word? Oh my gosh. I'm not going to even edit that out. You need to know that your girl just be going on the fly sometimes. Um, and just knowing that you just have so many layers of uniqueness that you can bring to the table. And then when you understand that, you're able to bring other people to the table. Preach. Okay. Um, and then, oh, no, no, no. Before I go to the next thing, because I, w- I wanted to talk about how we're, you know, moving to Manhattan required us to have to learn how to walk everywhere, right? But right before I get to that part, I want to share with you one last thing that moving into this tiny apartment has helped me in my business. And that is finding gratitude in the grit work. So we all know that there is a lot of work of starting a business that no one knows about, the behind the scenes work, right? So like editing my podcast, you'll never know that. That's the work I don't want to do. That's the work I know I need to do. But I can find gratitude in that instead of dreading those things. If you're a photographer, I know a lot of photographers don't like to edit their photos, but finding gratitude in that really helps you have a different view and appreciation to the work that you do. So uh, moving to this apartment, obviously, when I moved here in the tiny apartment, I had to find appreciation. for this counter non-existing counter space that I have in my kitchen. I had to find gratitude in just uh sharing a restroom with my boys. Oh, I didn't even want to we don't even want to go there. Just finding gratitude in space. <laughs> it's just it's been it's been interesting. We'll say that. Okay, so next thing I wanted to share with you is walking everywhere. One of the things that Jacob and I used to say when we would visit Manhattan is, oh my gosh, when we live here, we can walk everywhere. So we were looking forward to this and we were just like in awness and, and happy and joyful when we got here and realized that we have to walk everywhere. So when we got here, it was so interesting, the grocery shopping situation. 
I refused to, well, let me share really quickly. I live in Upper West Side and that was like a dream come true for me and Jacob. But, you know, some of the grocery stores here, for example, West Side Market, oh my gosh, I hope they never hear this episode. They're expensive. And um, yeah, we just can't do that. We cannot afford to shop there um, for our groceries. So we had to get very creative because now we're having to go to a different place of Manhattan. Like um, um, we're trying to get to the east side. And so that got interesting, especially since we don't have a car. So we were excited at the fact that we were selling our cars and moving here and that we were going to get to walk everywhere, take public transportation. And that's stuff that we wanted. We wanted experience. But it got really interesting with the grocery shopping. Um, Another challenge that we faced with the walking everywhere is that although Judah loves walking everywhere, he gets frustrated sometimes with like having to go do the errand stuff. Like, so for example, if I'm picking him up from school, this is our routine. I pick him up from school. Then we go to the little neighborhood park, which is on my block. And then after that, sometimes I just want to run to Target real quick and grab something. Well, Target is a solid um, six blocks away. And so that's a normal thing that I do. I go to Target. I walk six blocks there and then walk back home with the bags and everything. And he's just not down for that. So he's like, no, I want to go straight home. I want to eat. I want to snack. I just want to watch TV. I want to relax. So it's just having to think through things ahead of time when you're walking everywhere you just forget that you have to plan it out um another challenge is having to use the restroom when you're out (laughs) oh my goodness i have never experienced pain like the pain i've experienced when i have to pee and i'm six to eight blocks away from the apartment and then having to get to the apartment and walking up four flights of stairs holding it it's the worst (laughs) it's the worst you don't even know how many times i've called jacob crying and like oh like when i get there please have the door unlocked and i'm gonna go straight to the restroom don't talk to me i have to pee and he's probably thinking i'm so dramatic but it is a real problem (laughs) but walking everywhere guess what happens we see and find hidden gems. There's hidden gems everywhere. There's so many times where I'm walking and I'm like, oh, I didn't know there was an underground bookstore here. And the other day, Jacob, no, Judah and Ian and I were at this place. It's called Hex Code. And they have board games and we're a game family. So we love playing games. And we, we were like, I'm like, okay, boys, but we're not going to go straight home. We're going to go to Riverside Park. We're right here anyways. So we leave Hexco. We walk down this one street to Riverside. We're one block away from Riverside. And I saw a bookstore underneath the building, like on the bottom basement floor. I don't know what those floors are called. I know they're called ground floors, but I feel like there's a garden level. Maybe they're called garden levels. Um, but we saw one and it was the best store ever. It was a bookstore, but they also had like arts and crafts there. It was like a dream come true for Judah. So we grab a couple of goodies and then we go to the park. It's just these hidden 
gems. So what I've learned about my business is that there are hidden gems in entrepreneurship. And one of those is character development. I never imagined that when I started my coaching business, that I was going to have to really develop my character. These challenges, these moments of rejection, these moments of uncertainty when I'm going to launch a new program, these moments of public failure, right? Or these moments of it, you know, is my client going to get the results that I promised her? Is my client um, going to be happy with the, you know, the offer that we that we have or what we're working on? Like there's these little moments of self-doubt, insecurity, and feeling like you're struggling with the consistency and staying focused. Like all of these things build your character, and I feel like when you walk into entrepreneurship, you you know it's going to be hard work, but you don't know until you're in it. And I have found that it's a hidden gem. I am so grateful for all the many people who have rejected me, who have all told me like, no, I don't want to work with you or, you know, basically in some way feel like I'm not enough for them or whatever. And like all these moments where I felt like, hmm. I don't know if I could do this or mm, I don't know if I'm cut out for this or if I'm so, I don't know. Like there's these moments where in that moment, I didn't want to go through that. I didn't want to feel that way. And I'm so grateful for it now because I have so much strength and wisdom that I can give to others. And it's just a blessing to be a blessing and I wouldn't change this for the world. So hidden gems and entrepreneurship, character development. Now the next hidden gem that I really wanna share with you because it's an honor to share this hidden gem with you and that is learning how to become an influential leader. As a matter of fact, I am dedicated to becoming a leader that God has called me to be and this is actually the inspiration behind this podcast. What I learned while living in Manhattan is that in entrepreneurship, you can go beyond your wildest dreams. And we know this because that's why we got into business. But actually, you can lead so many others to their next level simply by just showing up authentically. Leadership is being authentic. Leadership is within us all and too many of us are so afraid to step into those shoes that we miss out on the impact that we could be having. So Less Hustle, More Faith podcast is a hidden gem in your entrepreneurial walk, I hope, because I've designed it to be this hub where you can develop your leadership skills and how I plan to do this is to provide you with number one, real stories of vulnerability and success so that you can dig deeper into your own authentic view and your own values and gifts, right? And that way, this helps you have the courage to share more from your heart. The second thing that I want this podcast to provide is non-traditional education around 
sales, and marketing. So I want to teach you both the biblical truth of what it means to be a Godpreneur and the tried and true results of me doing the work myself so that you're able to now strengthen your skills around communication, sales, and marketing. And then the third thing that I want to be able to provide you in this journey is a place for hope. Look, I have felt more lonelier in business than I'd like to admit. And I don't believe that God intended it to be this way, yet I tend to hide behind the screen sometimes when things get tough. And I know I'm not the only one, right? (laughs) Tell me I'm not the only one. So I am believing this podcast will give me the accountability to build a real community that feels genuine and fun so that you're not bored or alone in this journey like so many of us tend to be when we're first starting out. Okay, so now let's talk about the people of New York. What can I say? Everywhere in New York is beautiful. Everyone is beautiful here. I love it. I know that New York gets this bad rap for having people that are rude, uh, fast-paced people who don't want to be bothered, but that's simply just not true. Um, The people here are phenomenal. And like, for example, the lady at the end of the block who walks me and Judah across the street when we're going from the school to the park, she's a peach, y'all. Like, I believe she's Dominican. Um, and so she just has this beautiful accent and then she always calls Judah baby. And one of the things that I love about her is that so many, um, like ladies in the, in the community, they'll walk by, by her and they all stop and have like a full blown conversation with her. She has so many friends in the neighborhood and I'm kind of (laughs) jealous. I'm kind of jealous because she is like the the one everyone goes to. But I, I can see why because she's got this beautiful spirit. Okay, now let's talk about the streetwear. The streetwear here in New York. I love it. It's so cool. I want to be that girl who can put on anything and just make it look good. Like there are so many girls here in New York that they just, they don't care. And I love it. Like, Okay, so one of the things that I've noticed is like when I'm in the subway or when I'm walking and I'm looking down and I see people's shoes, those shoes have its their own vibe. Like they're so beat up from walking all day. <laughs> but they but they look like a trend. Like that's how everyone's shoes look in New York. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All of my shoes look uh, beat up too. It's just so cute. Um But yes, nobody cares what you're wearing around here. It's like the complete opposite of what it's like in Dallas. And I couldn't feel more at home here when it comes to the fashion. Um, The diversity, the different languages. I sincerely feel like I'm in heaven because I know it's going to be like this in heaven, (laughs) right? It's going to be like so diverse. It's that's what heaven is like made up of all the people And I get to experience a little taste of heaven here in New York. Okay, one thing I do want to talk about is homelessness and people who are mentally ill. Yes, of course. I see that a lot more in the streets of New York, walking in 
all of the neighborhoods. It doesn't matter which neighborhood you're in. You're going to see this. There are so many times where Jacob stop, Jacob and I stop and, and give someone money. and But, you know, you always feel like you could be doing more, right? Do you ever feel that way? Like, man, I know I could do more, but I don't know how or what can I do. Well, I'm not going to share everything in this episode, but something happened to me last week that really opened my eyes and I know from God, the Holy Spirit was inside of me and I felt called to do something different, um, to actually, um, yeah, to, to bring people closer to Jesus. But I'm asking God right now to guide me in this new journey um, because I feel intimidated. Um, I feel like, what is it, unequipped? I don't feel equipped to do this work, but I know I'm being called to do it. So I'm in that phase right now where I'm not fighting against it. I know I'm going to do it. I just need clarity. I just need guidance. I need prayer and I'm doing that right now. So there will be more on this to come in a new episode very soon. Okay, so what has um all of this taught me in business? Well, I've learned to not take anything for granted. Everyone you come in contact with in your business is unique and special in their own way. Everyone is valuable no matter what they can or cannot offer you. So lesson that you should learn in business quickly is that you don't want to ride people off. Like you don't want to prejudge. And we'll talk a little bit more about this when we talk more on sales because I see a lot of times people assume that, oh, they can't afford me or no, you know, I don't know if they're going to be a good fit for working with me because you want easier clients or you want things to just be easy. And that's just not how things are in the real world. And I think that if we were to just slow down on that judgment and that prejudgment and just really stay curious as to why we're having the thoughts that we're having, you would be better at you know, in your, in your space. Like I would be a better coach if I'm not prejudging people. So that's what I've learned. That's the be- the business lesson that I want to share with you. Okay. The next one I want to share, um, with you about, you know, something new that's been happening here in the city or like what I've experienced new here versus Dallas or not necessarily comparing, but just like something that I've been able to truly find joy in And that is my church family. So before we moved here, Jacob was like, I'm going to find us a church. Like he was on a mission to find us a church. And so I want to say maybe two years before we moved here, Jacob found us a church on Instagram. It was Trinity, New York. um, And they're in Harlem. This is how I know God is in everything. When we found this apartment, and this is why I don't want to knock my tiny apartment down because I am so freaking blessed to be in this apartment. We're in Upper West Side, but we're really close to Harlem. And our church is in Harlem. So we are very close. That commute from here to the church every Sunday is easy peasy. And this has allowed me to get involved. So I'm on the connect. I have a connect group that I'm a part of. And I'm on the serve team. And I've already met so many friends. 
Um, it's just, it's been, I'm just smiling so big. I wish you could see how big my smile is. I'm so grateful for Trinity, New York. Our pastor, Pastor Taylor, he's crazy. He's crazy. I love it. We were, um, I was a team night last week. Pastor Taylor was preaching on leadership and he was sharing with us what his crazy idea is about really impacting New York. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, a, a lot of us were like, okay, we're down, we're down. And some girl behind me was like, fire, Pastor Taylor, fire. And we're down. But I'm not going to share what his crazy idea is because I don't think I'm even allowed to share it. Um, but it's coming. He's already in the works of doing it. We're going to be a part of it. I already told Jacob about it. He's down for it. I, that's what I love about this pastor. He's young. He is um, all about, you know, walking the walk, right? Really doing the work, being the church of the world. So I'm, I'm in love with the church. Pastor Kristen, his wife, she's amazing as well. She's so funny. She's wise beyond her years. Um, it's a true blessing to be here. Now, I want to share something really quickly about the Connect Group. The Connect Group. I know some of you probably listening to the podcast. I thought it was just so cool that this week in the Connect Group, um, two of the girls said that they were on. They're on Broadway. I just thought that was so cool. We're like have some celebrities in the house. One of them is um, in the Tina Turner show, which I told her I'm like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to see the Tina Turner show on Broadway. And she was like, you need to watch it before August 30th because we're going on tour. I'm like, ah. And then there's another girl in our connect group. And she said that she's toured for seven years. And so it's just so cool to, to be a part of like this group of women who are just truly on fire for Jesus and have so many different backgrounds and it's just like it's just a breath of fresh air to just be surrounded by other people and and having that experience and hearing from their hearts so it's such a blessing I am so happy to be here in New York it has been challenging in so many ways those challenges are only going to make us stronger as a family I see it already the therapy we graduated from the therapy a month ago it's not like we're life's perfect but we're still working through those things um, my husband and I couldn't be happier with this decision and I just know like you know God is in everything he's in the good he's in the bad he's in He's just there. He's never He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. The closer that you are with him, the clearer it's going to be of the steps you need to take. So that was episode one of the Less Hustle, More Faith podcast. I hope that you were entertained for sure. Um, that is one of my goals here. <laughs> but no, truly, my mission for this podcast is to help women step into those leadership shoes and not feel intimidated by walking the walk. So if that's you, welcome to this community. I promise you I'm going to bring it every single week. And in the next episode, I'm going to share a very intimate conversation I had with a woman 14 years ago that changed my life forever.
If you love this podcast, please leave a review, share it with your girls, and listen to this next message if you are ready to start your very own show and bring out that message that's inside of you. Are you ready to break through into the podcasting world or create your very own weekly live show from all of the hot topics that are swirling around in your mind? Plus, learn the secrets to sell more within your content. Do you feel empowered to lead deep conversations that will shift the way your audience thinks? Is it time to stop dreaming and start recording? If so, then I'd love to help you get started. If you book a call with me to learn more about my coaching, you'll receive a customized launch plan for your very own podcast or live show that will help you plan it out in 90 days. Limited spots are available now, so click the link in my show notes to RSVP.